Have you ever wanted to tell someone, just get over it? I mean, look them right in the face and just say, just get over it, right? Because it's apparent to you that there's something in their past that has become a sticking point, and they're stuck. And you keep talking about it over and over and over again, and always bringing it up over and over and over and over again. And it seems that no matter what happens in their life, they keep coming back to that point, and it's dominating their thoughts, it's dominating their decision-making process, and it's affecting them in such a great way. You, maybe because you love them, maybe because you care about them, or maybe you're just sick and tired of hearing about it, you just want to say, just get over it. Just get over it, please, Right? I, uh, maybe, maybe you're thinking, I've already done that. I do that. Right? Or it could be that you just kind of fantasize about that. You dream about that moment. Right? You wouldn't like, say it. But you know what? Let's practice. Let's practice. See, in the next few moments, on the count of three, like one, two, three, go, I, I want you to find someone beside you, in front of you, behind you, and on the count of three, one, two, three, we're going to turn to each other, and with every amount of gusto and meaning we have, we're going to say, just get over it. But, but wait, but wait, before you do that, I'm just going to let you know, I understand that, okay, some of you are going, oh, this is what I've been waiting for, for my whole, okay, I get it, I get it, all right, me and you're going to be good friends. Okay. But it could be that the person you're sitting beside is not really the person you want to say this to or need to say this to, so you might have to kind of envision their face on the other person's, you know, shoulders beside you. Okay, so on the count of three, one, two, three, just get, yeah, doesn't that feel good? Mm. Now I realize I have just started some arguments that are going to ensue over lunch. That's all right. Okay. Now, 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 here's the deal. All right, come back, come back to me. <laughs> you got to be careful with that, right? I mean, obviously, that, that can be insensitive, that can come across unkind, even though it may be true. But let me ask you a question. Could it be, could it be that in our fun of one, two, three, just get over it a little bit, we just shared together, that it was your face that someone was projecting on their neighbor's shoulders? Could it be that you are the person that someone in your life wants to say, just get over it? Or could it be that that's what you need to tell yourself? I just need to get over this. Could it be that you already know? See, here, here's the truth. The past is powerful. It's a powerful thing. And, and we often give it even more power by the way we interact with it. That's why you got to be careful with the past. You do. Because it's more powerful than you know. The past has the ability to change your present, has the ability to, to impact and influence your future even more than we realize. And, and often without us even realizing it's happening. That's why psychologists make a lot of money. And they should, right? I mean, that's, that, that's why there's this thing called psychology where people are, are looking into how the past impacts our present and our future. But we know how powerful it is. We've experienced it. Because, see, when you're, this is the way it works. When you're stuck in the past, you replay it. You replay it. 
And often we choose to replay that moment in the past. Often we don't choose. It just happens. We're triggered by something. We see something, uh, something on television or in a movie or somebody, that some, somebody says something. We hear something, right? Or we see something uh, in, in culture or we see someone else have a moment and, and immediately, without permission, we're transported back to a time maybe two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, 20 years ago. We are transported back into the past and it replays. And there you are. See, the challenging thing with replaying the past is that you relive the past when you replay the past. You relive it. And you start experiencing, isn't this crazy? You start experiencing the same emotions again. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Your heart rate starts getting elevated. You may break out in a cold sweater. You may start to tear up. And it, and it happened years ago. But when you replay it, you relive it. That's the power that the past has. And it has the power, if you let it, to limit you, to stick you in a certain place of days, months, or years gone by, and you keep reliving the emotions and experiencing the stress of something in the past. And some of you are like, man, I'm right there. Okay, now, now last week when we were talking about being stuck with decisions and that there are certain areas where we have made unhealthy decisions and need to make healthier decisions to decide our way through what we decided our way into, we talked about that, and these are the five things, but I want to take these five things and apply them to the past because, see, it's these same five areas where we most often find ourselves getting stuck in the past. Like, like something happened financially. You made a bad financial decision in the past, or maybe something happened financially. There was an accident, a tragedy, something broke, something blew up. Somebody else did something financially that impacted you financially, and you're like stuck there, and you're having a really hard time getting past that sticking point. Or, or relationships. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this is huge. This probably needs to be bold, underlined, italics, asterisks, relationships, right? How many of us are stuck in the past? in a relational situation because it's what your parents did when you were a kid and how they treated you. And that's powerful. Or what your kids did and how that impacted you. Or maybe what your brother or your sister or your uncle or your basketball coach or your your football coach or your elementary school teacher or or that friend or that stranger. There's some kind of relational thing. You're just stuck. You can't can't get past it because it's just time and time and time again, my ex-husband, my ex-wife, my parents, my children, my and you fill in the blank, but you're stuck there. Or your health. This is tricky. I'm not talking about the stuff that happens to us, you know, when you get sick or you have illnesses and diseases that kind of, you know, it, it does. We get sick in the past and, and sometimes it lingers and the effects, you know, carry on and we're all getting older and we're all getting sicker in some way, shape or form, and eventually we'll all die. Welcome to church. Um, <laughs> oh, well. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we've made unhealthy decisions, right? It could be you said yes to not getting help with an addiction for many, 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 many years, and it's impacted your present, and you're having a hard time getting past all that. Or it could be a career thing. No matter what happens, no matter what job you get, you just, 
You keep coming back to that time when you were fired or that time when you were let go or that time where you were done wrong or that job you didn't get or that promotion that someone else got instead of you or, or that thing your boss said and blah, 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 and you're just stuck there. And no matter what happens in your present or what happens in your future, you just can't seem to get past that. Or maybe spiritually, you got issues with God because of what happened two weeks ago, two months ago, 20 years ago, what God did, what God didn't do, what God allowed. You're just stuck. You're stuck. The past is powerful. I don't know how you're stuck. I don't know where you're stuck, but I bet you do. And here's why the past, being stuck in the past is, is so challenging. Because the natural flow of life is always forward right? Think about it. That, that's why being stuck is a problem. That's why we're doing this series. We don't want to get stuck. The natural flow of things is always forward. Just look at a calendar. It keeps moving, right? Just look at time. It keeps on ticking. Just look in the mirror. It's happening. Ain't no going back, honey, okay? The good old days are gone, Technology, it just keeps moving. There's always another thing, another thing, another thing. And I used to like the, I like the old one. Well, forget it. The new is here, and it, it's going to keep on rolling. And your life is the same way. Your life is the same way. And we want to help you keep making progress. Now, here's what you may not know. And, and maybe you've never seen it this way before. When I began to see the scriptures and, and see the Bible this way and the story that God tells us, it, it helped me understand so much. Did you know that the overall flow of the stories in the scriptures is forward. Old Testament to New Testament, it's all about going forward, going to the next level, growing, changing, maturing. You fill in the blank. We're moving somewhere. We're going somewhere. From time to time, God would encourage people to look into the past, but it was only momentarily. He would, two main reasons God would encourage people to look into the past. Look into the past, number one, to be grateful for how far God has brought them. I mean, that's a wonderful thing to always kind of say, wow, I've come so far. And the other thing is to look in the past and learn. I know not to do that. I know not to say that. I know not to repeat those same characteristics if I want to go further, right? But God never intended us to get stuck in the past, to live in the past, or let the past limit us from forward movement. Let me give you just a snapshot of what this looks like. In the first century, Paul, the apostle, was writing to a group of first century Christians and helping them understand the forward movement of what God wants to do in their lives. Now, if you talk about a guy with a layered past, Paul was a guy with a layered past. I mean, before he became a follower of Jesus, do you know what Paul's full-time job was? Do you know what he got paid a lot of good money to do? Eliminate and kill followers of Jesus. Kill Christians. He got paid to go around because he found it his personal mission. He considered it his personal goal in life to throw down the movement of Jesus by eliminating followers of Jesus. Until one day he had an experience with Jesus and all that changed. But if you're Paul, you're looking back, you're, you're trying to distance yourself as far as you can from those old days where you brought harm to so many innocent people that now you're trying to help, but you tried to... Can you imagine how it could be easily, how easy it could be to be haunted by that kind of past if you're Paul? So he had, and even on the, I mean, that's the negative side, even on the positive side, as far as successes and, and accomplishments, did you know in Paul's past he was a Pharisee? 
Before he became a follower of Jesus, he was a Pharisee. And all, all that meant is that he was a part of the upper echelons of religious society. There's a lot of pride, a lot of arrogance that comes with being a Pharisee. That means you're one of the top of the top of the top of the top. And so his past was layered. If anybody had reason to get stuck, even on the negative side that haunted him with how he used to kill Christians, or he looks in his past and say, man, I've accomplished so much. I've attained so much. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It would be Paul. But I want, you to, I want to show you real quick Paul's attitude. Paul's attitude, his focus. And, and this is what he shared with the people in Philippi. He said, forgetting the past and look forward to what lies ahead. That was his posture. That was his focus. That's how he went about life, is forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I'm going to forget the past. Not that it didn't happen. I'm not going to pretend that there's no issues back there, but I'm not going to dwell there. I'm not going to live there. I'm putting that behind me, and we're going forward. See the forward focus, the forward movement? See, who you want to be, you will only be. Who you need to be, you will only become as you learn to handle the past properly. I'm not saying the past is unimportant. We learn from the past. We grow from the past. We, we, we grow in gratitude because of the past. We grow in understanding because of our past. But the past, past, past is never supposed to be your primary focus or a limiting factor. Always forward, always forward. So, for the next few moments, what I want to do, I mean, all of that was kind of introduction. We're going to be here a while. No, just kidding. We're not. For the next few moments, what I want us to do is talk about a choice that you can make, a choice that you need to make, to simply move past your past. Move past it. Move past it. And I don't know what your past is. I don't know what happened to you. I don't know what you did. I don't know what they did or didn't do, but I promise you it's a choice you can make and you can move past your past. Move past it. Don't wear your past. Don't wear your past like a t-shirt. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, some people, it's like, it, it's, it's like you can see it coming. Here they come. It's like they have this t-shirt on that just kind of let, you don't ever have to wonder what happened to them because, honey, they're going to let you know. F five minutes into the conversation, oh, let me tell you what he did to me. Right? Oh, let me tell you what my ex-wife, oh, let me tell you what that guy, let me tell you what that girl, let me tell you what my friend, let me tell you what they didn't do, let me tell you what my kids did, right? Or let me tell you, let me, now, now here's the deal. I'm not talking about not sharing your story. Your story is important and we all have a story and that's another topic for another day. I'm talking about people who are stuck in the past and you see them coming. They're always working it into the conversation. No matter what the conversation is, I mean, it could be about the weather. Did I tell you what the weather was today when they told me what they told me? This reminds me of the day when my husband walked. What, this reminds me of the day when my, this reminds me, okay, come on, when my boss let me, what, what? You know, here's the deal. If you wear your past like a t-shirt, you're probably the last one to know it, but I just want to speak to you anyway. We all need you to change clothes. <laughs> Get over it. Move past your past. Now, I'm not trying to be insensitive. Guys, guys, come on, come on. I'm just saying you find yourself wearing your past like a t-shirt, it's always your starting point, or somehow it always is your ending point. It's time to move past. Now get it, okay? Your past shapes you. That is true. 
You are shaped by your past. What happens to you um, kind of has a, a big effect because the past is powerful on how you think and, and how you make decisions and, and how you do life. It's, it's a part of us. Your past shapes you, but it does not define you. And there's a huge difference. Your past may shape you, but it does not define you. It does not determine who you are. Who you are is so much greater and so much bigger than what you've done in the past. Who you truly are is so much greater and so much bigger than what they did to you in the past. And who you are is so much greater, so much bigger than what has happened to you in the past. I'll tell you who you are. You are a child of the almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. You are created in his image, which means you have tremendous value and worth and potential. That's who you are. Now, here's the deal. As human beings, we wear the T-shirt so long, it becomes our identity. We begin to attach ourselves and who we are to what happened to us or what we did or what they did. You may have a hard time seeing it, but it's very obvious to everybody else. It's time to move past your past because even though it shapes you, it does not define you. It is not who you are. Your past does not have to determine your future. You have a choice. God offers strength and forgiveness and hope and change and renewal, as we will see. I, I know that's the way it was, but it doesn't always have to be that way. I, I knew it happened. I can't do anything about the fact that it happened. But just because it happened back then doesn't mean it has to dictate what's coming next. Move past your past. How do we do it? How do we do it? How do we move past our past? All right, let's go to the next level. To move past your past, you need to learn what it means to deal to heal. Deal to heal. Deal to heal. Deal with it so that you can heal from it. Deal with your past so that you can heal from your past. And this is where it gets messy. This is where the work is. Okay, this is where the hard work is. This is where it's going to take some time and it may take a little help. It's something called counseling. I don't need counseling. I'm a Christian. Who told you that? Right? I don't need counseling. I just pray. Who told you that? Remember, go back to last week. In a multitude of advisors and counselors, that's where we find wisdom. Yeah, which means it's going to get really messy and it's probably going to get expensive. But that's how you deal to heal often. You need help. Maybe not with everything, but it's going to take a lot of conversations and it's going to take a lot of honesty to deal to heal. A lot of conversations, a lot of honesty. It's going to be uncomfortable and maybe painful, but it's the only way to deal to heal. If you can move past your past, you've got to deal to heal. Here's the deal. If you don't deal, you won't heal. There is no way to heal without the deal. Let's go back to the scriptures. I'll show you this. I'll show you this. I'll show you what it looks like to deal to heal. Because Paul writes a different group of Christians in Ephesus, and, and he's trying to help them understand and embrace this forward thinking, this forward movement, and how we have to turn our backs, so to speak, as we deal with the past so that we can move into the future, into the life that God wants us to have with purpose and potential and vision and hope and grace and all those things. We, we, we have to kind of move past the past. In order to do that, we deal 
to heal. Let me give you a snapshot of what this looks like. Paul says it like this. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Do, do you see? Do you see the posture? Do you see how it's forward looking and we're moving past some things? We're getting past some things. He said, throw off. We're getting rid of it. We're not going to carry it around with us anymore. We're not going to wear the t-shirt anymore. Now we are done with that. We're getting rid of it. We're going to throw off. Now he is specifically here talking about some specific behaviors but it applies in a greater deal in the context. If you're reading it, you'll see he's saying the former way of thinking, the former way of living, the old way of doing life, how I respond to people who hurt me, how I respond to myself in the mirror when I hurt someone else, how I respond to God when life doesn't go the way I want. I'm going to get rid of that old way of thinking and living and processing, and I am moving forward. We're going to throw off. And instead... We're going to let the Spirit of God renew your thoughts and attitudes. We're going to let. That means it's not automatic. You have to participate with the process. You've got to stop fighting this, and you've got to deal to heal. Okay, this happened to me. I've got to admit it. I did this. I have to admit it and deal with it. They did this. Like it or not, it happened to me. It's in my life's resume. This is what, this is what happened. I deal with this. And I, and I come to the Spirit of God and allow him to renew the way I think about it and my attitudes about it. I can't do anything about the fact that it happened to you. You can't do anything to change the fact that it happened to you, but you can do everything about the way you think about what happened to you. You can't change what they did, but you can do a lot about your attitude about what they did. You'll never be able to hit a button and make the past disappear but you can be transformed in your thinking. Time and time again, we see this in the New Testament, how much the work of God in our lives is described by being transformed by our thinking, transformed in our, in our minds, being renewed. And so let the Spirit of God renew you the way you think, your thoughts and your attitudes. And he goes on, put on your new nature Put on. I mean, you got a choice. There's something you can do. I'm getting rid of that, and I'm going this way. I'm not going to do that anymore. We're going to think this way. I'm not going to hold this. I'm not, I'm not going to be stuck here anymore. I'm going to put on like clothes. I'm taking off the she did this to me t-shirt. He treated me this way t-shirt. I'm taking off the look what I did t-shirt, and I'm going to put on the hey, I'm going forward t-shirt. This is how you deal to heal. you got to deal with it to heal from it. You put on your new nature created to be like God. I wish we had time to talk about what that means. We'll come back to that sometime. That's, that's rich. Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. But suffice it to say right now, do you see the movement? You see the movement? This is what it looks like to deal to heal. Let's go one step further. Get rid. I want you to think about your past. I want you to think about what you did I want you to think about what they did, what they said. I want you to think about how you treated them, and I want you to think about how they treated you. Whatever it is that's got you stuck in the past or whatever happened, I know there's some bitterness there. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, but you don't understand. Okay, you just, he didn't say. You might want to think about it. It's, uh, get rid of it unless this happened to you, and girl, I understand. No, 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 no. Get rid of it. You have a choice. Get rid of bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander and all types of evil behavior. In other words, all of the old ways of reacting, the unchristlike ways of reacting to what they did and what you did. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And instead, be kind to each other. Them? Yep, them. 
tenderhearted. What does that mean? Knowing that, hey, you screw up too. Forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Forgiving one another. Forgiving one another. Well, that's easy for you to say. Now it's not easy for any of us. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> I, I would, I, okay, I'm trying to forgive and I'll forgive and all that, but you, I've never done what they've done. Oh, you've done enough, though. Maybe not, but you've done enough. And how dare any forgiven person be unforgiving to another? Let me say that again. How dare any forgiven person be unforgiving to anyone else? This is how you deal to heal. You know what he's basically saying here? He's saying you don't have to be controlled by your past. You are not helpless. You are not a victim. Oh, you don't know what they did. You don't know what happened to me. No, 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 listen, listen. You might have been victimized in your past. But just because you were victimized doesn't mean you have to live like a victim. There's a difference. There's a difference. How do you deal to heal? Let's read it again. Get rid. Get rid of all bitterness and rage, anger, harsh words, slander. Instead, be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving. That's how you deal to heal. And as you deal to heal, something else takes place. Let's take it one step further. In moving past your past, you have to deal to heal. And as you deal with it to heal from it, something begins to happen. You begin to learn what it means to say no to blaming them or shaming yourself. Say no to blame and shame. No room for blame, no room for shame. Now, here's the truth. Others may be responsible for a certain amount of pain in your life right now. We're going to be honest. Okay, we've got to deal with it. We're going to be honest. It could be other people who are very much responsible for a lot of negative things in your life. And, and let's continue to be honest. There's probably a lot of things in your life that you are responsible for as well. There could be. That you're the one. You're the one that brought it into your life. You said yes. You said no. You brought it into your life. And so there are a lot of things they're responsible for because of what they did or didn't do. And there's some things you're responsible for because of what you did and what you didn't do and all that kind of stuff. But the truth is, blaming them and shaming yourself is not a way to get into the future healthily. You cannot blame your way into a better future. That's the kicker. We think if I can just get everybody to know it's their fault, it's their fault, it's her fault, it's his fault, it's this is the reason I'm because of them, because of them. And if everybody will see whose fault it is, then I'll feel better and everybody will understand. Oh, you're trapped in the past. Or shaming yourself. I just have to make sure I let everybody know how I screwed up. I just got to make sure they understand. I'm, I'm the person. I did it. I said it. I'm the reason, and it's because of me. And I, I just feel like I have to remind everybody so they understand my situation, that I brought this on myself. Wait, wait, wait. You're stuck. You're stuck. You cannot blame your way into a better future. You cannot shame your way into a better future. Let me tell you what blame and shame does. This is sneaky. It happens without you realizing it. Blame and shame allow you to secretly smuggle issues from your past into your present and on into your future. Because you're not dealing with it to heal from it. That, that icky sticky process of dealing to heal 
Since you're not willing to do that, what you're doing is you're smuggling. You're taking all that stuff that they did, all that stuff that you did, all that stuff that happened to you, and you're packing it up nice and tight, and you got all this luggage, we call it baggage, for a reason, and you smuggle it in past security into your present, into the future, until one day something gets triggered and it all comes out. And we go, where did all that? I didn't know all that was there. Well, they've been carrying it with them all along. They've never moved past it. Say no to blame and shame. Bottom line, okay? Blame and shame, blaming others and shaming yourself is a surefire way to get stuck, stay stuck. Let's take it one step further. There is a keystone characteristic that we've already talked about, that we read right in the scriptures. We just read it together. There is a keystone characteristic, a, a keystone habit, actually. It's something you have to get in the habit of doing. you got to get good at it. That sets all of this into motion. That if you're going to move past your past and learn to deal to heal and say no to blame and shame, there is something that you and I must do that sets all of this into motion. And it's right in the scriptures. It's forgive. It said forgive each other just as you've been forgiven. Forgive just as you've been forgiven. For forgiving is, is that key to letting go. It is the, what makes it possible to move past it and to get over it. Now, I, I'm not being insensitive here. I, I'm not saying that there's not pain to deal with and there's not issues that need to be worked through. That's deal to heal, okay? And I'm not saying that you can just snap a finger and say, I forgive you, and all of the pain dissipates. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can make a choice to forgive, and until you learn what it means to forgive and get good at forgiving, you got to get good at it, okay? Because you're going to need to forgive them and remind yourself you forgave them or forgive whomever, and you're going to have to do this repeatedly, just like people are going to have to forgive you repeatedly. It's not a one-and-done thing, Okay? You got to get good at this. You're going to stay stuck until you forgive. To truly forgive others. Oh, I forgave them. Oh, really? Really? Truly? You know what forgiving means? You know what forgiving means? Forgiving means you release them. You release them from what they owe you. And here's the deal they owe you. Because of the way they treated you, they owe you, honey. Okay, because of the way they walked out on you, they owe you. Because of the way they, they ignored you, they owe you. They're in your debt. But here's the kicker. They will never, ever be able to repay you. So you have two choices. You can hold on to it and let it destroy you, or you can release them and forgive them. They'll never repay you. They'll never, they can never, even, even if they ask for your forgiveness and, and you forgive them, you're still not repaid, right? It's not about making things, okay, now we're square. No, 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 it's not about that because they can't go back and give you that time back that you lost. They can't go back and undo the pain and the hurt. And even in times, wouldn't it, even in times when you win a big settlement, right? And there's a lawsuit and they get all this money. I mean, wouldn't it be, be kind of cool to be compensated for the degree of the pain you've experienced in your life? But even for people who get all this money, if you'll listen to them, they'll tell you it, it doesn't take away. It, it doesn't make it even. So they'll never be able to repay you. So you have two choices. Hold on to it or release them. Let it go. Let it go. Now here's how you, and I know some of you are going, I've done that and I don't feel any better. Oh, really? 
Truly? It's not getting any better. I've done that. Well, here's how you know you have. Here's how you know how you forgive. Here's how you know that you've forgiven. When it no longer dominates your thoughts about that person when you see that person. When it's no longer the point of reference for your interactions with that person. When you can interact with them without reliving it, replaying it, and retelling it over and over and over and over and over and over again. When they can walk in the room and you don't have to put the t-shirt on anymore about what they did and how they treated you. That's when you know you've truly beginning to forgive. It's when you start over. Forgive them. Release it. Release it. Uh, let, me, let me take it a step further. There's somebody else you need to forgive, and this is very uncomfortable. It's, it, it's very uncomfortable when you, when you really drill into it. You, you need to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You're not going to get it right every time. Forgive yourself. Now, now, that's talked about a lot in culture, right? People say this all the time. Well, I'm just trying to learn how to forgive myself, especially famous people. I'm just trying to forgive me, and we all applaud. But we don't know what it means. Very few people know what it means, right? When you start digging into what it looks like to release yourself from the unrealistic expectations that you've placed on you, to always get it right, to always have the answer, to always solve the problem, boy, that's... That's something. I don't, I don't want to get mystic on you, but I want to get mystic on you a second. I feel like here's something that, that the Spirit of God has kind of impressed upon me lately, that if, if God can forgive me, then I can forgive me. If God can forgive you, then you can forgive you. Here's why. Because God knows everything about me. Everything. He knows my motives. He knows what I've done and what I've thought about doing but never done. But boy, have I played it out in great detail. And what I've said and what I've never really said, but boy, I've had the conversation in my head over and over and over again and given you down the road. He knows all of that and forgives me. And I can forgive me. He knows all of that about you and forgives you. And if God can forgive you and he knows all that, then you can forgive you. And you're sitting there, some of you are going, what did you do, man? <laughs> uh, I'll say it like this. If, here's the truth. If, if you knew about me what God knows about me, you'd walk out of here and you'd never come back to this church to hear me say anything. But if we knew about you what God knows about you, we wouldn't let you in anyway. <laughs> so we're square. Forgive. Forgive yourself. If God can forgive you, you can forgive you. That's, listen, that, that's what, one of the things that makes dealing to heal messy. Okay? One more thing. I'm going to be very careful here. I want to be very careful how I end this. I, I think some of you need to release God. And, and I don't want to use the word forgive God because God hasn't done anything wrong. God is perfect. Make no mistake. He doesn't. But you need to release God from what he did in the past that you don't understand still. Or maybe what he didn't do or the prayer that he didn't answer and still isn't answered. And 
or what at least he allowed to happen in your life, what he allowed to happen to you, or what he allowed you to go through, or what, what he's allowing you to go through right now, you need to release God because you got so much bitterness and rage and anger. You have a hard time even praying. Yeah. So whether you need to forgive others, forgive yourself, or release God and trust him to just be him, I think it's time to just get over it. Don't you? Let's pray. Let's pray for each other. Dear Father, we need this. I need this. The past is so sticky. We replay it. Sometimes it happens without our permission and we end up reliving moments we wish we could forget. We wish never would have happened in the first place and we feel the emotions, we feel the stress and we experience the anxiety and it's so easy to just get stuck in a cycle there where we, we make no forward movement. But help us to know that we have a choice. It's not an easy one, it's not a quick one. It involves a process, but we can move past the past. Help us to make the decision and then start the hard work of dealing to heal. Having the hard conversations, doing therapy if we need to, asking the hard questions, and learning what it looks like to get rid of bitterness and rage and anger and all of that stuff that just eats away at us so that we can get to the point where we move past it and we heal from it. And, and, and we can say no to blaming others and shaming ourselves because we want to forgive. I, th I think there's a lot of us that have tried in the past and we want to have forgiven. It's just, it's just a lot harder than we thought it would be. So help us. Forgive others. Forgive that person, that ex, that parent, that child, that friend. Help us forgive ourselves. As weird as that sounds, I, help us to know that you have forgiven us. So may we receive the forgiveness that you have given us and release ourselves from being perfect, trying to get it all right all the time and having the answers. And may we let you be God and release you from the unrealistic expectations we have placed on you. Help us just get over it. In Jesus' name, amen.